right. Yep. Looks like we're good. What are you drinking? The moon fruit. Moon the tastiest, fruit. the tastiest of moon fruits. So what? What brewery is this? This is Maplewood. It's the. I think it's become. I think it's, I've declared it my favorite Chicago brewery. Now, are we talking Chicago, Chicago, or are we talking like suburb? Uh, you could do both. I would. It's in actually in Chicago. Okay. So this one is like in the loop somewhere. No, this one was right by my old place. So it's actually it. I like conceivably could have walked. I had. Did it, did it open recently? How have I not been? No, there? it's like I, I don't know when you've been here. Like I thought in the old world. I'm surprised we makes didn't. That makes me sad. Well, I think the only reason we didn't go there ever was because there's not much. Their lounge space where it was pretty small. Okay. Their like, capacity is like 50 people at most. Good vibes if you go there in person. Got a speakeasy vibe, yeah. Oh, that's cool. They have some, um, they have, the, they're doing like, when I biked over there to get these, uh, I saw they have like their outdoor kind of like setup going. We've got like right now. <clears throat> yeah. So you can still do outdoor. Sir. Now it's just, it's just outdoor service. There's no indoor, but they have like these, they had their own, like the kind of gate, like bubble things. But it was essentially like a big, it looked like a giant outhouse. But if the outhouse was all clear plexiglass, like almost like those rooms we had, like those study rooms at Drake, like those little, like they were like along uh, in like the the cafe, whatever. Yeah. You know I'm about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could see it. But imagine those compact to like a table of four. And there's like four of them in like a pod, but the whole I mean, thing. Shout out to every brewery, restaurant, bar that's going to that that type of precaution with what they're doing yeah. right now, because I will say that, and this is no. This is, actually, let's be honest. I'm I'm actually going to judge people if you're just like going out and doing like, all right, let's go to restaurants all the time, let's go out for drinks all the time. I think that's kind of messed up right now, but. I'm not going to fault anyone if during the quarantine you've been out, let's say, a few times. And I've been to, uh, in the Twin Cities, I went to one brewery one time. And they, they, didn't, they didn't go to that extent. But, you know, you got your temperature check coming in. Yeah. They were, they were doing, they were being very precautionary and safe. So shout out to anyone that's able to do that stuff right now. Jeez. Yeah, I mean they can't. I mean we were yeah, while it was safe, we were doing it, but that's those days are gone. It was at least out the window. Yeah, it was at least it was nice that like we got that like was it super warm? It was super warm by you guys like two weekends ago. It's like seventy. It yeah. went. You know, we got back from our little honeymoon in Colorado and it was, there was snow on the ground and then a week later it was 70 and then a week later it snowed five inches so classic Midwest weather baby yeah I mean I was super great yeah the 
got the Biden news and it was like warm everywhere, so everyone could like party outside. And like, I mean that that the weekend that it the weekend it was low seventies. You get seventies in November. That's that was amazing. I can't. I could not believe that. But uh, yeah, man, it's um, you know the the one. There are a few silver linings about the pandemic. Not many, but trying a lot of different types of, of craft beer during this time, it's it's been um, a perfect time to just be able to try a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, I could have started a easy IPA blog, but now I feel like RIP surly though. <clears throat> yeah, just the but that they're still making beer. They just say like, close their lounge because they're anti. They don't want to because of a union hell of a pr hit. i mean hell of a pr hit for that yeah they're saying it's all coincidental but yeah i don't know if i believe that all right yeah shout out to that i for that dude that's i mean that feels like a year ago that that even transpired i know that's it yeah oh well shout outs early uh I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm going to get into, I was decided I'm going to get heavy cocktails now. I think I'm going to pivot. At home? Yeah. I've been doing the fireplace and I feel like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to pivot to some cocktail games. So we'll have more updates on those. I've just been doing old fashions right now, but I think I've always, always been a huge old fashioned guy. Old fashions and whiskey sours. Not a huge Manhattan guy. I do. I gotta say, yeah. it's what what's kind of sad, but also very fun about moving to a new place is that you, regardless of where you live, you have a a, a go to liquor store, and because yeah. we moved a few miles away, now we got a new one, and we were very fortunate to be close to very very good liquor stores. The, this the one's kind of weird. No, no, no. The liquor store we are by now is probably better. It is. Ooh. It is outrageously good tons of selection people that are nice um and they get they have like 12 packs of gumball head and zombie dust like they get how much are they charging for 12 packs of that i think it's like 28 dollars dude i the they were selling 24 packs of costco uh, of gumball head and it was insanely priced i was like no thank you i think it was like 40 bucks Jeez, for a twenty-four pack. One time, I went to Costco and they had six packs of Dots and Loops IPA from Surly, which is not like a super mass-produced one, but it's good. And I like walked by it, and I it was like four dollars and fifty cents for a six-pack, and I was like, "What?" Wow. And I like yeah. double took and like came back, and I got like six of them, and. The lady at the but, cash register was like, "Yeah, you're like the tenth person to do that." Today. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like what? Hey, who had who does that? Shout out Costco for. I won't say. I won't actually say anything bad about them because they're supplying me with my PS5. I'm just you got it from Costco. Yeah, I got a bundle so, from Costco. I'm I just, do, I do, I'm so nervous because I keep checking and I do not believe it's going to. Uh, I'm so like it has it just says like order received. I was like going down Reddit to make sure like 
no one's gotten like ship confirmed. I'm just like was so nervous that I was gonna get email like your order's been canceled. <laughs> but it's most yeah, it's still I mean looks I mean by all indications still be here next week. I hope that is true. So I other than maybe game selection, was there something that well I feel like the biggest thing that weighs on which console you get is are your friends getting the same one? Um, and I know that a lot of the Chicago homies roll with PS4, PS5. But other than that, is there another reason why you went with that over the Xbox? I think it was those. Two. I mean, I just I'm getting of- a hard sell from a few of our buddies on PS, PlayStation. I, I will say like the interface of some of it is just like it's a little cleaner i i kind of like the setup more um but i i think it's just like i just got con- comfortable with the controller and was sort of like i like some of these other games like the new ps5 controller is supposed to be yeah as long i mean like I, I got comfortable with the ps4 and i was like all right i, I can play i got uh, me playing madden on there and like not sucking was like okay if i can do this like yeah essentially like then i was like because like having two i'd be like all right i'll, I'll play some I'll, I'll have the ps5 to, or i when i had the ps4 was like all right, i'll buy it. i'll play the ps4 exclusive games on here but everything else is do on the xbox because i like that setup more but it's like all right, i feel like i'm just as good with that as i am so it's like all right those are like the show spider-man all that stuff i'm like all right those are gonna come out i'm gonna want to play those so i better yeah, my thing is, I, I'm I'm generally loyal to to Xbox. I have been too, but like they don't. If the Xbox had a game exclusive game that I was like, oh, I, I really want to play that in like sync hours and that. But yeah, they have a they made they have an exclusive deal with Bethesda now. So if you're like super into Fallout and stuff like that, I was yeah. See, I, I was never a Fallout dude, so that's that's where Fallout Halo. But if you're not into those two. And if you really like the Spider-Man game or God of War or stuff like that, PS5 is the way to go. And the the new Miles Morales Spider-Man game looks like the yeah, coolest looks, thing. Yeah, like I that is, it's dumb to pick the console solely off of that one game. But if if that happens, it, that's gonna be the reason. Also, yeah. two wolves are on the clock, so. Yeah, Let's I guess we were to remember that we're a basketball pod. Started Let's keep up. That up. So this is nerve wracking. Um, I've been been very vocal in my distaste for LaMelo going at number one for the Timberwolves, which I know that you would be perfectly fine. You might even be ecstatic if he fell to four and you got him in Chicago. He won't fall to four. I don't think that he will. I would be very surprised um, because I think there's going to be movement somewhere within the top four picks and someone will trade up and take him if he's available. And it could be at number one. We'll see. Uh, Woj just came out and said the Wolves are still fielding calls for the number one pick. There was also a report earlier today that they might try to trade the pick after the fact and pick for someone else and then trade it later. 
who knows, man. Um, that I always think is re- like, especially if you're number one, like if you can't get like a value, just take the dude you want and like move on. Like if you're not getting offers before, I feel like your leverage lessens when you're tied to a specific player then like then you're whereas if you're number one you're negotiating like you've got the whole market there to go after like whoever's going to trade up they've got their guy specific in mind they like don't have to worry about anyone behind it like like if you're not able if you're not getting enough that makes you like want to move off that pick like you should just take the guy you want if you're them like screw like it's tough just from the standpoint of the perception of, uh, you know, the allure of the number one pick kind of thing. And like, oh, that guy was the number one overall pick. But with this draft specifically, I just feel like it's – there's not a consensus number one. So, like, if you were picking one or you're picking three, like it's – those the they're same. all kind of the same level of assessment. Yeah, it's one of the same. One still you have a little bit of leverage because you make sure you get your guy. But yeah, I I mean I don't think they're gonna end up making a trade here. I feel like they're gonna end up taking a pick. I think it's gonna be Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it should um, be. Yeah. And I hope that it is. I I I do think I'm a firm believer in you gotta take the best guy. But in this case, there is no clear best guy. And Anthony Edwards is a good prospect. I understand why there's a bit of a knock there. Didn't have a ton of consistent play <laughs> defensively. Didn't really show a ton. He, you know, he gets the D Wade cop. I don't, I think that's ridiculous, but he was, I only heard it was the Dion waiters. And like, I know if the Minnesota Timberwolves draft him, he's going to exactly be Dion. <laughs> like he, well, what I said to, I said in a group chat with you had a group chat that you were in uh, tonight that is like, you know, history says that whatever happens here, it's probably not going to work out very well for the Wolves. Because <laughs> the only time that they've taken – when they've drafted yeah. one, uh, Wiggins and Cat, and even, you know, the the Wiggins draft, it was him or Jabari and Wiggins. But they didn't draft – the, the Cavs drafted right. Wiggins yeah, and traded true, them after. True, Right. But so they, they end up getting him. They drafted Cat. Um, but otherwise, when they've drafted in the top 10, it historically has not worked out in their favor. Um, uh, Shams. We got a Shams tweet. It's Anthony Edwards. Is it? Yeah. Okay, good. <clears throat> All right. So you got Anthony Edwards now. Scratch everything else. How does that feel? That feels good. I can live with that. I mean, at the end, of the, I wanted them to trade. Them trading down to – yeah, if they would have flopped, if they would have flipped with the Bulls and they they were sitting at number four, it's this, this, the Hornets. What this does immediately is it puts the window. It's trades might happen. Don't you and I discuss, or you? Yeah, you know, I asked your opinion on this earlier today. I don't. I why would you sell low on Wendell Carter? Because you want Lamelo, and they need a point guard. Here, like, here's the three. Here's the kind so of the tell, tell me, explain to me why why everyone is like Kobe White and Levine. I'm not saying that they're like championship contenders, but like that is that doesn't seem to be the the most. But you, neither of those guys can run your issue. offense. No, neither of those guys can run your offense. Is the thing like they haven't had a point guard. So, I mean, basically, I mean, 
granted, say what you want about Derrick Rose is like a true point, but distributor, like to flow your offense through, they haven't. Jimmy Butler was like sort of the best option. And I mean, Rondo in some extent, but. Uh, you know that game last year where the Bulls were down like eight points with like a minute left against the Hornets in Charlotte, and then and Levine called the timeout. And Levine, no, and Levine hit like four threes and finished in the last minute and hit a three after um, my doppelganger got a steal on the baseline <laughs> towards yeah. the end of the game. Do you know what game I'm talking about? Because yeah. I've watched highlights of that game. I've watched the last like minute of that game probably half a dozen times, and it's so it skewed my opinion on Zach Levine so much. I mean, no, I'm I can, like I can no longer I can no longer weigh in on him from and say I'm not a biased. Person. I'm totally bought in on him, but you need like someone to go well with him. Like, I think if you had someone that can get him the ball and, like, so, I mean, I just, like, you can't have him be your primary ball handler. And, uh, like, expect him to, like, I think he's perfectly fine getting his own stuff and, like, getting his. And, like, he's – but he's, like, literally the only one that flourished under Jim Boylan was Zach Levine. Um, so, like – I I like from and I don't know it doesn't seem to me like people like this like they're as high on uh Levine like this new front office I don't know if our tourists and them are as high on him uh and from that standpoint like I they're not because I think they like Laurie a lot so if Laurie's untouchable do you uh, like Laurie a lot I'm talking about the front office yeah, I'm just asking. Or do you? Or do I you... like him. Okay. My my entire thing with the Bulls is I don't think Laurie and Zach Levine can. They can't play. Like I don't think on paper they should be able to play together. I do not see. Like I have not seen any sign. There was like, granted with like Fred, they were never healthy at the same time, and like that's been the biggest problem with them is they just haven't had enough playing even after the fact, but. Uh, um, so they haven't played together and then it's like when they have it hasn't worked so I mean if the front office in my mind like if I was going there and I've said I like Laurie I think he's a, pe- a must keep peace then you look alright we're not as hot like we're not as sure about Zach and like oh this must keep peace and that guy we, there's nothing to show or like if they don't think that if they're like me and they don't think those guys can play together and be successful. Um, then all of a sudden you go through, okay, ranking. So Laurie, untouchable, Zach Levine, eh. We'll see if those guys play together. Maybe Billy Donovan makes it work. If it doesn't, all right, Zach's expendable, and we can probably get a decent haul for him. But if then you look, oh, Wendell, we really need a ball handler then because I don't think Kobe White's that. I think he's like a Lou Will equivalent type dude. Like, I think that's where you project out. And that's like, you keep it. You don't give that up. Um, but like, so that's not your point guard. So yeah, if you like I've just Lomelo seen so and much like, chatter about Kobe White being like involved in trades. I'm like, I feel like he's maybe someone you should hang on to. I like yeah. Kobe White. I mean, White. he can get his bucket. And I think like, if you moved on from Levine, 
you definitely keep Kobe White because like that's a in, that's a guy you. Uh, I think he'll develop in the reliable score. Defensively, I don't know. Um, and then you go like, all right, we. So yeah, Wendell becomes like a very easy piece to move. I think giving up four and him to move up two spots is like a lot, but if a lot of people think it's a three person draft, like, okay. And if you really are sold on, it's not though, get out of here. You're really sold on the mellow and you're like, I need a point guard. That's point guard we want. Um, Oh, James Wiseman is going to go to the warriors. Yeah. That's, that's, that's chalk. So, but I don't, why would, so I don't, wanna, I, don't wanna, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to crush the. Do you think he's going to go to Charlotte? Yeah. Charlotte wants him. I think. I think Charlotte was good with either Wiseman or him. So. It's chalk. So I mean, it needs to be top three is going to be chalk as far as those three guys being off the board here. And then the draft really begins at four. Everyone says. So if he's gone at three, then who do you like? I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's the only reliable thing I had with them trading. If they took Obi Toppin, what would you think? I'd be fine. I mean, whatever. Go for it. At that's that a very point. bulls. That's a very Gar Pax old regime bulls pick is, oh, we're going to take Obi Toppin. Uh, I personally am kind of high on him. I know that he's older. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, gets a jump. What well, gets a dunk? I mean, he's dynamic enough as far. I think he's a good. I think he's a good option at four, and I think he has. I think he could develop into a solid starting four in the NBA. It's pretty ex- explosive. He can shoot. Yeah, Shams is saying Lamel is going to go three. <sighs> Sorry. In my so I. I never I would have, I would have dove into this when he got picked for the Wolves. I would have dove into this if he got picked by the Bulls. Might as well do it now. He, I mean, has has any have like look at his tape when he played overseas. I what out of that has made you think like, oh yeah, that's going to translate to the NBA. Is he ever going to be an above average or even? average defensive player I, that just, don't everyone the only thing anyone has said is like they're attributing his rebounding but the fact he's six seven he's like shown decent ability to rebound like all right that's a positive i mean so let's let's say i mean the thing is i really do think that he is going to have a very similar nba trajectory as lonzo did as lonzo has He's, he can't really shoot all that well. He is actually less disciplined, but probably more offensively talented than Lonzo. What I mean, is they that? both can't shoot. <laughs> what is that going to translate into the NBA? Right? He can't really defend. He plays point guard, which is a, a position that is not a premium in the NBA. Like, go get a wing. There are wings that I think will be pretty decent NBA guys in this draft. They're available in the top 10. So, yeah. I mean, I get that. Like, from that context, I um, I don't hate that idea. It's just like, yeah. I wonder if the Bulls are going to take Patrick Williams, though, because that was the other guy that 
has been like shooting up a lot of people's <laughs> boards and like today I saw that about him going to the Bulls and I was like ah that one I don't I don't like the he no one really talked about him and all of a sudden like there's no been basketball been played for nine months and he's like somehow ascending on all these boards for what that just feels like oh we've been watching an exhausted amount of tape of all these guys like over and over again and all of a sudden we, we're seeing something different and like potential with Patrick Williams. Like I would say if I were that he's like, gonna have to play the five. Or do you think he's a you think he plays power forward in the NBA? He's gonna be a four Patrick Will he'll probably be like a small forward power yeah. Like in that mix somewhere. Yeah, I mean I think OB is probably like a safe bet. I mean I would be down with like Ty I honestly like Tyrese Halliburton is like one where I'm like that that would get me if you're truly looking for a point guard, like go get that's the next best point guard. Yeah, I was thinking maybe, like trade back maybe and try to get him. I like I don't know. Like that's a guy I'm like fine go with that. I don't think you can really trade back. I think you just take Hal Burton at at four if he's there. I I I was low key going into tonight thinking all right the Timberwolves really have no idea what they want to do here. If they take him, I'm not going to be totally bummed out about it because I think he fits okay next to D'Angelo versus Lamelo, and I think that. He's, I know he, he played two years in college, but fundamentally that dude was a really efficient and just seemed to play basketball the right way. Like he filled, he filled the stat sheet. I love yeah. watching him. Shots kind of weird. I've heard from so many different podcasts. This sh- that shot's pretty broken, but it goes in. It's true. Like it is true. Hey. I do. I want to go back to the the Wiseman one for like. I I'm kind of glad he went to the Warriors. So I I hope that dude's good. Like I just think like that was a. Uh, he seems like pretty talented, like a pretty deep, like. Like just like, solid dude, and like I think it was like, like stupid that he didn't get to actually play any college basketball this like. Last year, for like, the dumbest reasons ever. Um. So, like, I hope he's good. That'd be cool. I uh, yeah. I think I think right, right now we're gonna lock it in since this will come out tomorrow. But at this moment, before the Bulls have picked and they're conceivably on the clock, I'm gonna say they should go with Tyrese Halliburton <clears throat> to to segment back. But what do you I think, Wiseman? I understand why though. Like, if I'm the Warriors, Steve Kerr was just like, "Get me someone that isn't six nine to be a rim protector." Well, okay. So in general, and this is why I will always, always, always kill the DeAndre Ayton pick. I I generally just don't think drafting bigs that aren't presenting um, spacing. And I, I know that he's got a decent jumper. Like, I, he can actually shoot a little bit, but he's not giving you spacing at the three-point line. I don't think it is worth drafting guys like that within the lot, in the lottery, really. I think you can get a rim-running, not elite shot blocker by any means, but you can get a rim-running uh-huh. center that can, that can get you 10-10 a night. You can get that very, I just very think, easily in the NBA. 
Now, if you think that, so even if like, all right, DeAndre Ayton went number one, Wiseman went number two, if you're going to get 20 and 10 from those guys, great. But are they going to be elite shot blockers? Are they going to space the floor? And I, chances are he, he's probably not. Now, the Warriors, I give them a pass. They get to do whatever the hell they want because guess what? You, you look at look at their existing lineup. I, who knows what's going to happen with Wiggins? They've got cool. a, an asset with the Wolves, number one pick the following year. And they have options and a giant trade exception. Like the Wolves, and, the Warriors have options. Why and now Clay sense? might be Clay's. Clay's little leg injury here is <laughs> got people freaking out. Well, it got me freaking out too. I, I was so excited to have him coming back. Same. I, I mean, I just like all the, like, there's no indication right now of like anything beyond just like he got in, like in the workout and couldn't put weight on it, but just it's, it's the non ACL injury leg. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. That's, I mean, it sucks. I hope it's, I hope it's nothing. I hope it's fine. Hopefully it's, but um, it's like a hyperextended knee or something. Um, no, in general, if you're, if the one team need you have away from potentially going for a title or just to help you make a title run is a center and you want to draft from the top five or in the lottery, fine. Otherwise that guy better be like an elite rim protector. He better provide spacing and, um, so the Warriors, this this makes a lot of sense for them. Like I don't know who else drafting there would have made a lot of sense with the rest of their roster. And Wiseman does present a ton of upside. I mean, he was an absolute monster going into college. Yeah, I think like the big man thing though is really just like the simple kind of part about that is just that like it's not a commodity that's going to be traded much anymore. And so it's just like once a team has point guards sort of becoming that too in somewhat, but it's like once a team's locked into a they have their guy, um, they're just like, all right, to trade or swap to what you know, there is tough to kind of do. I think it was yeah. like on the Zach Lopa. I think it was on the it was like they made the equation to uh the like for the big man, at least now, it's like the idea is it's like a car off the lot. Like once the minute you drive it off, it like depreciates in value. So like trying to move that is is tough. So like as long as you got one that you're comfortable with and whatever, like that's all that you can really kind of bank on. Um, and the Warriors like one of those teams surprise like who haven't had one and need that position established. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see him in that system. I, I, I'm excited to see what happens there. Shout out LaMelo and Puberty. Also, LaMelo and Charlotte just makes – like now that it's official, just makes makes a lot of sense. And it, it's, it makes me feel good to see because I – if there's a hill I'm going to die on going this draft, it's that he is not going to be – good in the nba not happening lamello yeah it's not happening just like and and anthony edwards and lamello will both be bust and james wiseman will be the only proven one out of this dude i feel like the bulls might be trading this pick since there's been no ah fuck never mind 
Who'd they take? They're going to take Patrick Williams. God damn it. You're not happy with that. No. Tell I me just, more. I'm not gonna like. I've watched a YouTube clip. I haven't watched it. That's why I just. I haven't. I mean, I haven't. Tom, like, I just don't like the idea of guy, guy who's ascended up the draft boards for like. But there's in like if he like was in normal years killed it in March Madness and like did the Tyrus Thomas ascension kind of just off March Madness and recency bias. Fine, but like. I don't think that dude was in anyone's top top five pick going into like when everything stops. So like, what's what have has everyone seen? Or like, so I was just be just gonna have to explain that to me. Like I'm five because I don't like that. That always concerns me of trendy trendy dude that's gonna ascend just off of. Like, yeah, overwatching game tape and whatnot. But, I mean, if he can be a wing for that, like kind of a, a hybrid dude, what I, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know a lot of, a ton about him to be like, I know for sure. And that's like, honestly, I think like going to be harder and harder for me to get into with some of this. It's just like, I, like, college basketball is kind of tough to watch. So like, how do I invest in these dudes so they come to the league? Um, let alone like to have an opinion on some, some of them like beforehand. It's the rest of this draft is it's about to get really weird really quick. I am I shocked though that there wasn't a trade in the top five. I mean, I know I. Sh- well, Cleveland's trying, I guess, is what Woj is saying. Cavs are trying to move. Well, everyone wants to move back. That maybe, maybe that's maybe it's just going to be a classic, um, like just not a draft that anyone is feeling so confident about a single player within the lottery that they're willing to give up other assets to move up. Um, I mean, if you if you were running a team. And if I was running a team, this is not a draft that we would want to move up in, I don't think. <laughs> so maybe maybe this is actually a sign of NBA GMs just kind of reading the room. Now, someone someone in this draft is going to end up being good, though. So it's not yeah. like that. I sort of wonder, is like LaMelo going to be the Michael Carter-Williams and that be that equivalent of a draft? Because that would be a semi-recent one. That <laughs> was somewhat poo-poo. And I also got to say, this is not against Patrick Williams. I hope he works out. But, like, Florida State guys in draft NBA drafts have not necessarily flourished to be, all right, this is a dope – this is a, a potential all-star guy. I just got a text from our friend Ryan who said, I have no idea who the Bulls just took. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I didn't know about him until like four days ago, a week ago. If I had not, yeah. If I had not decided, like, oh, I better tap into the draft a little bit more here. Start reading up how to see what these dudes. 
<laughs> all these like draft coverage uh, like they're, they're showing Patrick Williams taking flowers and uh bring him in real homebody dude <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be Tyrus Thomas too I don't know what this is <laughs> I don't like this he even averaged 10 points a game in college this is gonna be the most meatball thing but like all right that makes you feel psyched all right I don't know. And some highlights here. Yeah. A little, little jumper, a little lefty against Duke. I think I'd okay. much rather have had Obi there. If that would like. Definitely going to help earlier. I mean, I, I, Patrick Williams is going to be a bit of a, it's going to be a bit of a work in progress. I think you've got some, He's not going to come in and be a super established, refined player in the NBA. I don't think no. he's got a lot of work to do. Um, should we talk some trades that have happened, confirmed? Yeah, let's talk about the one that didn't happen. So Boban, it's not going to be a buck, at least unless something changes. But that trade it, fell I through. Feel- there's something weird that happened with all that. Uh, my completely speculating, obviously, but I do feel like the Kings probably, probably fucked up with <clears throat> communication between them and Boban. They historically have been kind of a mess. Uh, so I, you, that's why you don't. <laughs> well, it's like can't trust the Kings obviously they're, they're, that trade only works if the Bucks know that Boban's going to come in and sign sign the contract right away rather than going to the restricted free agency. And instead, Boban's like, nah. Obviously, I mean, there's no way the Bucks did not talk through that scenario with the Kings before agreeing in principle to that deal. Right? <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't understand it from the standpoint of like the Bucks did this like uh like all in just like kind of bloody Sunday kind of movement of just like all right doing it all in the night like we are t- like I'm very shocked that like they got they trusted the key I, I like it's it seems it seems wild to me. I feel like there just has to be some where the Kings like, oh, we got him, we got him, we got him, and then like the 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 Bucks are like, all right, so we're gonna do a sign and trade here, cool. Um, and the the like the Bucks people leaked the story before the Kings actually could get <laughs> get him to actually like agree <laughs> to sign. Like, what were the Kings? The Kings are doing so. I just feel like the Kings were doing like. Some Adam Adam uh, Sandler uncut gems kind of sketchy, <laughs> sketchy I, stuff. I have no idea. I think that there will be a little more transparency in in what happened with that whole thing, but ultimately, <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. I feel bad for Dante and DJ Wilson that they now are coming back to Milwaukee. It's like, all right, I was 
essentially felt like I was off the team for 36 hours and now I got to go back. I always feel bad when stuff like this happens. It's like, how are you going to, how are you going to? That's the game. <laughs> I mean, this is how, like, this is how it goes, man. I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad why Dante gets to stay on the bus for right now. Still might move. I guess if I'm those guys, I'm just like, all right, I'm not, I'm just going to, you know, maybe rent from month to month here for a little bit. I am just going to leave open right where I'm going to end up staying come December because yeah, I, I mean the Drew Holiday thing, I mean, and so I wondered too with it. So the real domino with all this, cause I, so pre the news coming out before we start recording this, the idea, okay, they got, Bogdan and um, you know the real shitty part of those I'm realizing is Urson still on the Bucks. He was part of that deal, wasn't he? Yeah. Damn it. That you is... were so hyped on that. I just have you see, yeah. So that's you just can't get rid of that dude. Damn it. Anyway, so yeah, back to like the if, if things had happened where it's like, all right, Bogdan and they get Drew Holiday cool um you know the amount of assets picks everything they gave up i would have thought that they for sure were got some sort of commitment from Giannis. and i wonder the dominoes of like all right they committed like let's say that's the case now does Giannis like wow you're gonna have to sure that up if uh you want to uh you know get that commitment now i'm gonna need to know who that other person is you're bringing in if it's not going to be bogdan who is it going to be uh before i ink that or if, like i i mean or does yeah p end up still announcing yeah it does later this month or i forget when that deadline is when they that can actually happen but does he end up like they already know he's going to be just based off the drew thing like that's all they needed so you want to hear a fun trade that appears to be happening? Here's a fun trade appearing to happen. Uh, this is a little bit lower stakes, but you'll get a kick out of this. The Timberwolves are in talks to trade the 17th pick to OKC for Ricky Rubio and the picks to 25 and 28. Ricky's coming back. It appears as though Ricky Rubio will be heading back to Minnesota. <laughs> And our friend Dylan is going to have a field day with us. Ricky! Oh, that is funny. That is hilarious. What a ridiculous John Krasinski for the athletic. Oh. I'm butchering his last name for sure, but. No, I think it's John Krasinski. I thought it was the same as like office. Uh, You might be right, but the spelling. The spelling gets me off, so it screws me up. So um, I just think yeah. he's spelling it. I think he. I think he's a J O N, and other Krasinski is J O H N. Yeah, is Rubio on an expiring? Um, no, I think he's got. Or does he? I thought he had two years, or maybe he's got a player option. He's got two years left. 
Because last year was his first year with um, Phoenix, right? Yeah. So you're. This is crazy. So Ricky Rubio is going to be a backup point guard Killian for the Hayes. Minnesota Timberwolves. Killian Hayes going. Ah, but I don't hate. I mean, Ricky with D'Angelo almost. So they must be. They must also be including James Johnson in that trade. Yeah, because the con. I mean that the contracts don't don't yeah. line up. It must be seventeen and James Johnson for twenty five, twenty eight, and Ricky Rubio. I don't know how. So the the Wolves are going to have three. They're going to have four picks in the top thirty three. And for a team that really sucks in the Western Conference, that's I guess not a bad thing. They need the, they need the depth. I mean, and they're cap strapped. Dude, I mean, not future. to not to but like to bring it to the Nuggets. For, I mean, that's how the Nuggets have essentially built a lot of what they did. Like we talk about, we talked about it all the time, but like the hit rate on the Nuggets stuff is just it's, it's crazy. Yeah, the key is you got to pick guys that can play basketball. And if the Wolves can do that, then this is going to be really good. Um, but, you know, last year they traded up to take a guy that just wasn't good in his rookie year. I, I'm actually I'm, – I'm glad that it appears as though Colbert is going to be sticking around because I, I still think that guy could be – I still think he could be a good wing role player. Um, he just needs to – shoot above he needs to have an effective field goal percentage above like 30 and that would be a good sign that would be a good sign <laughs> dude yeah it's it's in like so i mean i kind of thought to like transition it to a different the other hot topic here of that we haven't talked about yet is the hardened stuff do you do you think that i I feel like I have there's zero indication of anything that the because it looks like the Rockets just moved Ariza also. So, so they already yeah. flipped him for a pick. Yep, they got they got a pick tonight for him. I think Broke Boy Tillman is is gonna get out of some of this stuff. Which I honestly had thought the minute he bought the team, I was like and granted, coincided with them losing the Warriors in Western Conference, and like the next season he took over, I was like, "This only ends in everything, like a fire sale at some point." Well, every like, not saying but, Antonio. But, but is it is it him trying to sell, or is it um, is it Russ and Harden wanting to get out of there? I mean, it did not sound both. like. Right, and it's it's probably a combination of the two. But at the end of the day, I don't. You can only get out of so much of that money. But I feel like um, Tillman bought the Rockets, and like you look at how he got them. Like he find like the he's he took out a loan to buy the team from whoever the old ownership group is. Like the way he actually got the capital to buy the team is borderline. I'm I I don't know why it got approved almost. It's just like. He's he leveraged the hell out of like all every asset he had to basically buy this team. And I think it was all an effort because he thought he was gonna be able to flip it. And now with like COVID and especially him being in the restaurant industry and stuff, it's just like he's like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like 
just kind of holding on tight and like I for sure like there's definitely a possibility he has to like goes bankrupt or something from it and like then what do you do but like I yeah I and I also think it's like some of the stuff yeah like those dudes are just like kind of getting a vibe of some of that in one way or another like whether it's explicit or not they're kind of making the first move being like I want out of here like I don't want to be here I don't want to discredit the Trump supporter stuff, but I feel like those guys couldn't have just now figured out like he was a hard out Trump supporter. I've um, I've been wondering quite a bit um, is Harden and are Harden and Russ still like bros? Because I think that those two are actually like really like I think that they're still tight, and this is just like a. Yo, man, the situation's messed up. Our team is cap strapped. PJ Tucker's pissed, uh, and we we just gotta we just if and maybe Harden maybe Harden really does care about legacy and wants to go win somewhere. Um, and I actually I think I I've always been on I've been a firm Harden believer believer, um, and not just from like a that dude's gonna put up massive numbers, but like. I think that he he is maybe underrated when it comes to what he's able to do in the NBA. But I, it would be really cool to see him go team up with uh, KD and Kyrie. I think that would be – It would be great just from a Wild. It would be great from a storyline. It would be great to see Harden would no longer be able to play his style of basketball. Like there's just no way that you would see the degree of isolation – if Harden went and played in Brooklyn. Um, now, what style of play you'd see between like him and Kyrie Irving, like a lot see, of overlap. Well, a lot of overlap. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I, I wouldn't be <laughs> bummed out if I had those two guys and I had, you know, your maybe your third ball handler is Katie. Uh, that's pretty good. And even if he's coming off the Achilles injury. Yeah. You just don't. That would be know. awesome. I, I'm the, the Philly thing is hilarious. I hope he goes there. I think like more than anything, like please, like so that's the love affair between him and Maury is just too hilarious. Make well, it happen. That's, that's the well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing though. The underlying tie of like D'Antoni's in Brooklyn, Maury's in Philly. Like, yeah, I would also demand like those two like i've had success and like i want to be competing to win and two guys i was like fair i was very successful with are in these two spots like yeah i want to go to one of those spots for sure i would like be like yeah let's let's get to one of those places and i mean i think from like a trade package standpoint if it got to the level of like like i would do ben simmons or james harden for sure like if I were Philly, I would do that. Really, I don't think I would. And if I were Houston, I'd rather t- I'd take that back. For I mean, I think there's a Ben Simmons trade kicker in there that old poor boy Tillman might not want to pay. Or no, maybe that's with John Wall. The John Wall, there's a John Wall trade kicker, a fifteen percent trade kicker that I feel like the Westbrook for. John Wall trade seems less likely, but I mean, I would definitely 
I, I think if I, if I were to get a package of like Ben Simmons, uh, whatever, but like if essentially the two core pieces is like starting out as Ben Simmons or Karis LeVert and like other stuff, I'd much I would take Ben Simmons. I was down for the Bulls to trade. For, like I was, I think you and I texted about it a little bit, but like I would totally be down if the Bulls traded for Ben Simmons. Yeah, if I if I was Houston, I'd I'd rather have Ben Simmons, but I would like I would not give up Ben Simmons for I don't think I'd want to trade Ben Simmons for Harden. I don't think I would do that if I'm the Sixers. I would on like I'm I'm more of a I would rather hang on to Simmons than Embiid, to be honest. But I don't know if yeah, I just don't think you can have Simmons and Harden. If you move Ben Simmons, why? Why? Why is that though? I don't know. I think <laughs> Ben Simmons is gonna have to play power forward. I that's I think that's I mean that's what I'm basing off of. Just like if Ben Simmons is still gonna be in your backcourt, like you can't have those two guys. I think if James Harden came there, it was James Harden, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. All right, Joel, Ben Simmons, you're moving to the four. Um, well, Horford got traded today. Yeah, so I mean, that's I'm I'm saying like you have to. In this, no, like, I, I'm I'm just calling that out. I was like, he got traded yeah. for Danny Green, um, plus picks. Like you got to move so it there. No longer in the need, picture. Yeah, but I'm saying like I need him at the four, and then I need to put like two more shooters around James Harden at like the wing spots and like. Yeah, so you have Tobias then. So it's James Harden, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias. I just don't like the cap wise, like you're strapped there. Um, maybe they get like, yeah, I don't know who else they bring. Bring JJ Reddick back on like a mid level for a or veteran minimum for a year. Oh, I think JJ's going to get make more money than that. Yeah, I do. I think so too. I feel like JJ's in play to return to Milwaukee. Really? That would be fun. You would love that. If you Cor- would, yeah, if they don't have you Cor- would you would be positively smitten by that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that would be that's such a PJ oh, well, yeah. <laughs> NBA transaction. Yeah. Well, it the needs to occur if when it needs to, that. needs to occur if Ursani Elias. We just need Ursan Ilyasova not on the box next year. It's my primary. Is shouldn't have any impact, but has all the impact on me and my feelings on what what goes next. So Obi Toppin gonna go to the Knicks, it looks like. Man, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Well, he's a good backup if Kevin Knox is uh, flames out. So, flames out. He, I would argue that Kevin Knox is probably he's already. I have, I've yet to see something that gives me hope. Hope that he's going to be a good NBA player. I feel good about it. I think Tibbs, be good. Obi is such a Tibbs dude. And he's still going to play in the NBA for a while, but yeah. I just don't think it's that good. Dude, Killian Hayes is still there. Fuck, the Bulls should 
the so I, there's a report from uh, Joe Colley, who's a Chicago writer, that the, the Pistons are trying to trade up to three to take Patrick Williams. Really? And the just the they wouldn't budge on the. Uh, <clears throat> You must be a workout warrior, huh? I did. So I mean, like that's why I just need someone to explain to me what's so. But the fact that, um, <laughs> the fact that if that had happened, the Bulls could have Lamelo. But yeah, the I, the Hornets really wanted them some some Lamelo. Well, and I already talked about point guard being a position that's more diluted in the league. But at the end of the day, you still need a good point guard to succeed or someone, a primary ball handler that is, you know, in the top half of the league when it comes to facilitating an NBA offense. And Charlotte does not have that. And I don't blame them for taking a swing with Lamella. I just don't think he's going to pay it out. Who's nine? Wizards. Washington. Looks like they're going to be picking um, – Denny, and I can't even pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try. Avidila? Avidila? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Denny. Beginning of Denny's Grand Slam. Uh, I'm excited for the Orlando Magic to take another power forward or center at 15. I was really hoping for an Aaron Green or Aaron Gordon trade tonight. I was hoping for a trade. This is a... This is wild that, so, you know, trades were official. You could make them at noon Eastern on Monday. We had all the Bucks trades coming in yeah. that night. Things have been, well, we had CP3 getting dealt to the Suns, which I think made a lot of sense for both sides. I think the Suns ultimately, you know, big market not has not had a free agency draw in recent memory, they get a guy in Chris Paul that you can pair with Booker, and those two just they seem like those two are going to mesh pretty well. And they're that team is going to be kind of good now. Um, the Suns are going to be you know fighting for a, a lower seed in the West, but then OKC just stockpiling draft picks, um, and they're you know maybe going to lose lose a draft pick or two tonight um, if this Rubio trade ends up coming through. But um, I, I like what the, the Thunder are – I mean, they're going to – they're not going to have a ton of cap room now that they're taking Al Horford on their books, but um, they have enough picks that I think that they could get off of it if they wanted to later down the line. Yeah. But you still have a really awesome building block. It's Shea Gilders Alexander – they're 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 gonna they could be a playoff team wouldn't surprise me one bit the thunder if the thunder ended up being the eight seed in the west uh i think they're actively going to construct this roster so that doesn't happen maybe i don't yeah i don't see alexander's really good yeah but you look at the other teams in the west i think that's a long if they were in the east they probably could um, I don't see that happening with uh, 
losing Gallinari changes a lot for or changes a lot of things for them. For well, sure. and I don't think if they don't flip Horford, like I think they'll eventually get like a decent asset back for Horford from a contending team. And maybe next, like, maybe next year, but yeah, I guess but this year maybe they. Left. But they, but yeah, but if so, maybe they flip an expiring of Stephen Adams to a contend like. Steven Adams becomes a kind of Marcus, not that they're, but that kind of a move for a team in a window who could, you know, potentially move on with that. Um, I, yeah, I think that the Thunder have a few more moves in there, but I mean, shout out for him to be able to just flip, take basically have Danny Green walk through, clear through there. Um, end up with Al Horford and like add two more first round picks to their stockpile. Um, at this point, it's just going to be the uh, Thunder and Pelicans trading off picks for the next four or five years of just like how many assets they've both required. Um, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to be good. I, well, they will have cap room relatively soon. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they're gonna end up. Denny's. Denny is going to Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. It's. Um, I can't believe we're gonna get out of the top ten and we're not gonna see a trade. But I think I wonder with some of this if it's gonna be like after like we're gonna get some reports of. It's like maybe the Bulls are gonna flip Patrick Williams or something here. Um, I kind of base. <laughs> so I haven't done this. But I do sort of base some of my um, draft, like just like assumption of that or like looking at the teams that tweet out like photos and stuff. And unfortunately, the Bulls tweeted out a a, um, Photoshop picture of Patrick Williams in a Bulls uniform. So I guess maybe he is there to stay. But some of the teams that draft guys and like you don't see something on their social media right away, I start to wonder like oh, maybe maybe they're they're gonna you know do something else with that. That guy's not actually gonna be there. But I'm trying to get intel on this Timberwolves Ricky Rubio trade, but it seems to be a dumb deal. But it just hasn't been reported. Yeah, I mean John Krasinski's pretty much is is doesn't really get anything wrong star tribune sports tweeted it so that that seems to be happening yeah source confirms report of john krasinski that ricky rubio's come back to minnesota <laughs> i guess i'm fine with that i mean you take another year not to spend too much time on this but i'm a selfish man so here we are uh you take on another year of take of Rubio's contract and you get off James Johnson next year, but you have a competent guy to run your second unit um, that you could, you could pair with D'Angelo at times. Um, you yeah. sign, you re-sign the league, you pick up another first rounder. I don't know. I don't hate it. I'll be honest. I mean, it's, it's, it might be okay. They're, 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 the Timberwolves are not going to have cap room in the next three seasons 
regardless. So if you you're taking on Rube's contract, that's not that's and he's your backup point guard. That's okay to me. Yeah, I mean you you can always use multiple ball handlers. Um for like if he's yeah, kind of running the second unit and and whatnot, that could be that could work. I don't I don't hate I don't hate it. I it's just kind of the more the narrative around it is is obviously kind of funny. It's it's the best. I can't wait to break 2K out with them soon. That's <laughs> gonna be fun. That is gonna well, be I, fun. I, I get, we're, yeah. The Ru- Rubes has returned. Rube stands, congrats. The man that you took instead of Steph Curry returns. Yeah, when you put it like that, not as good. But let's be honest, if, if Steph if Steph would have come to the Timberwolves, I don't think that all would have panned out. I think if Steph had played did. anywhere, he would have been good. He would have been good. That's Damn, that's look at I this mean. Denny setup here. I can't see your I can't see the video. Is it play is it live streaming? Yeah, it's not. It's you can't black, see it. Black screen. Oh, really? I wonder if Zoom prevents us from it's not showing up. Nope. Interesting. There must be a workaround here. Zoom Zoom knows. I don't know. I've played YouTube videos over Zoom. Yeah, but maybe it's the because it's my cable. So I've just been sharing a black screen like a asshole this whole time. You didn't want to say anything. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like <laughs> shit on you. <laughs> so I was just like, all right. I mean, I've got it on over here. Yeah, I know. I thought we were just doing a seamless to be synced up. And granted, I'm just whoa, just three picks ahead at this point of everything coming yeah, in. So yeah, it doesn't really matter that much. It's just this is the first time you reference actually something like. In real time, he was like in like a stream. wine cellar, like kind of thing. Shout out that vibe. I wonder if Denny ends up being good. I kind of like him. I, mean, I don't know anything about him. I mean, I, I've I've done done some YouTube deep dives on this guy. He's uh he he's he's feisty. Super like low key athletic, good size. I think he's. I think he's gonna be a good pro. Mm. That's your prediction. I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, that's my prediction. I think that that guy is gonna be a decent stretch four. I like him. You heard it here first, folks. Ultra. He's a Denny believer. I think he's gonna be good. I like him. Um. What else we got here? Um, I well, we're 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 cut, we're hitting the towards the tail end of the water yeah. here. I I don't have I don't have many more uh, hard thoughts on if we're not gonna if they're not gonna supply us with the goods of any trades. I mean, what do we even what do we even want here? Well, let's see here. What 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 trades may we have missed? Um, uh, one thing that I will say is it's going to be really interesting to see what ultimately happens with um, what ultimately happens with the Celtics tonight. I mean, I don't really want to spend too much time on the Celtics, but at the end of the, I mean, they, 
they moved, they delayed Gordon Hayward's uh, opt-in extension until Thursday. It sounds like they are actively trying to get him in Atlanta. Um, I also saw Atlanta seems to, I mean, they're one of the few teams with, Oh, this I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the wine cellar right now. This is, this is something. Um, Atlanta is going to be a much different team next year. I think like they're, if they end up getting Gordon Hayward, like they're they're definitely going to be taking a run at Camilo. Um, They're, they're, Rondo apparently is being rumored to the Hawks. It's yeah, it be fun. dude. Rondo mercenary Rondo out here. Um, shout out that. No, I mean the yeah. Hawks. I mean the Hawks are for sure in a position where they're like, all right, we gotta contend for some. The Hawks and Suns are both. I think those those kind of like. The, I think the the Hawks are kind of seeing with the Suns equivalent of the East of just like, all right, it's time to try to contend here. In the East, it's a lot easier, I mean, to be able to pull it off. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing about the East is, like, the Bulls could mess around and, like, be an eighth seed this year, like, if things hit right and whatnot. Like, there's nothing at the bottom of the East that is is really tough to overcome. Like, that gap is, is, is more or less just, like, injury luck and whatnot in some regards to be, like, the seventh or eighth seed in the East, but um what the the eight seed the eight seed was magic who was the seventh seed brooklyn year. so brooklyn's gonna be better yeah um but yeah i mean the eight seed is a, is a complete crapshoot anyone could anyone in the entire conference could make that yeah i mean the wizards were the ninth seed i mean so it's like yeah that that tier of of it like yeah you can jump into that real quick there's there's nothing nothing stopping any of that i mean if uh you know i i do wonder with toronto if they'll slide down some if you know kind of what they end up i if they bring if they don't have certain you know, just what ends up happening there like philly should be conceivably a little bit better in Miami. Obviously, he's going to move up, but um, depending on, yeah, the AC just in general, it's like anyone can kind of have at it if they wanted it. But no, man, I mean, the only other comment that I was going to make on the Celtics was that they have three first-round picks and really no playing time that they're looking to give up to anyone, especially if they retain Gordon Hayward, so... I would be shocked if they do not end up trading one or multiple of those picks at some point tonight. Yeah. Yeah. There's really, you know, that kind of consolidating assets to upgrade it at need spots um, without a doubt. Cause yeah, they're just, they're, but granted some of their, their bench guys, even like, I don't know if Brad Wanamaker is necessarily the, a signature guy you want a part of your eight man rotation come playoff time. No, if they can get a backup point guard, that that probably would be would be a nice get for them. Um no man, I mean this is we're starting to get to the point of this draft where we're gonna run into some some guys that I don't even know who they are. So it, it might be a good time to call today, but a little bit quieter than I was expecting. But the good news is that we have 
free agency starting in two days. Uh, so NBA, what a weird. I mean, a shot of transaction cocaine coming up. Yeah, I'm not complaining. It is very fun um, to finally have this back. It was a very weird time this year, um, not being able to celebrate my birthday, surrounded by various NBA transactions earlier this summer. Um, But we, we shout out NBA for the bubble, finalizing the season, getting their shit together and appearing to uh, having things ready to go for 2020, 2021 season. Um, It's going to be another weird one for sure, but it's awesome that they got everything kind of figured out in time. And now we just got to see if they actually get playing on Christmas or if we get Christmas basketball or not, which if they actually make that happen, shout out because – Trends aren't optimistic at this point, so hopefully things get kind of in a position where they can they can make it happen. Yeah, I hope so, man. All right. That's the draft pre- preview, baby. Draft draft recap through through picks eleven or picks ten. The, and John uh, Smith from Maryland just went at number ten to Suns. San Antonio's so. up. Um there we have it we'll uh more reaction and more recap after free agency kicks off and whatever other juicy trades we missed so far it's good to be back baby we're back it's the thrill of one more kill the last one to fall we'll never sacrifice their will don't ever look back on the world closing in Beyond the attack with your